0: Talents and stories, you'll obtain the resources, strategies, and tools you need on your journey of healing and growth. Step into your authentic self, moving beyond your best plan. Hi,
1: and welcome to Beyond Your Best Plan, the podcast where we inspire you to move beyond what you believe you could move beyond. Let me introduce you to my co-hosts, Claudette, Kathleen, and Catherine, who are on the mic with me today. Claudette's mission is to help people on their spiritual path go from zero to 60, activating their inner guidance to heal and grow. Kathleen's mission is to guide parents who have experienced the loss of a child, suddenly release pain and suffering, and live in peace, presence, and purpose Catherine's purpose is to help others end internal suffering and accomplish their dreams. And me, I'm Whitney, and I'm on a mission to help people do the work they love and love the work they do. You've probably heard the Jim Brown quote that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. We are greatly influenced by those we are closest with. But what does that mean for your goals, for your behavior, attitude, and results? If birds of a feather fly together, where are you flying to? That is going to be the nature of our conversation today. Talking about elevating your five. So if your success or failure is 95% determined by the people that you spend your time with, would you consider changing your friend group or your business associates, right? And while I think sometimes we might think off the bat, oh, I have to cut people out of my life, this doesn't necessarily mean you have to cut them out of your life, but You may have to add others in. And so ladies would love to hear the experiences you've had upgrading the people that you have in your life that are helping you, right? Just by the nature of your being around them, the way you maybe have changed your mindset, the way you approach your health and other things. How has this worked for you in your life?
2: I just want to say, if I am the product of the five people I hang out with, I am there. <laughs> I love the people I'm um, I hang out with today, and you know, of course, that was a little sarcastic. And you never arrive per se; it's a, it's a journey, right? But I have to say that my friends are kick ass, amazing productive, compassionate beings. And, you know, I think based on all the the podcasts, if you've listened to any of the podcasts that we had, you know that when there's someone that's not at the vibration that I actually live at that comes into my life, I leave space for them. You know, I allow them, I don't allow them. I hold compassion for them. I see them for who they are, but that doesn't mean that I have to keep them in my life. It doesn't mean that they have to be embedded in my day-to-day life and to bring my vibration down. And so what I do know is that if we operate at any particular vibration and there are people that are in your inner circle that are lower vibration, you know, who are more pessimistic, who just operate from the negative space, whatever that might be. I can lower my vibration for a period of time, but we cannot stay there. That vibration, they either have to come up to your vibration or it causes turmoil and chaos in your life or in my life. And so I can always tune into how I'm feeling when I'm with someone. If there's laughter, if there's joy, if there's deep compassion, you know, if someone's going through a difficult time, I can be there for them. And in fact, when I'm going through a particular time that may be sad, my friends are there for me. And it's not there for me so where I can bitch and complain. And my language is great today, isn't it? (laughs) But they're not there for me to complain to and vomit all over. They're there to help me move through the experience that I'm in. They're there to help me... See a new perspective from what is occurring. And they're help me to, they're there to help me experience the experience and see the infinite possibilities that are there. So I really do believe that friends and colleagues are important in your life. Family are important in your life. You know, throughout the last, I would say 13 years, I've Manifested, I have attracted people in my life. And when I feel like I've gotten to that particular place, and I'm talking about coaches or spiritual leaders or people who have taught me, when I feel like they have taught me what they needed to teach me, then I also know and open up to other people who are, who have learned more than I have or have something else to offer to me that I, there's something that attracts another person in. I don't leave the others behind. I just attract in uh, higher vibration people. And so is my life perfect? Do I never feel that lower vibration? Absolutely not. It is a journey just like grief, just like anything else that I've participated in. And yet I know what I feel the best with when I'm around the best in when I'm around higher vibrating people. And I'm speaking from an energetic perspective, but that's what it is. You know, if if we're feeling low, you're going to attract more lower vibrating people. If you're feeling high, you're going to attract higher vibrating people. And I just feel better when I'm around people who bring curiosity, laughter, joy, creativity, who, who challenge me intellectually and... I don't know. I just feel like we have a choice. We can sit in that that downward spiral. And I'm just going to bring up the environment that I'm in a, in quite a bit. It's the grief environment. There are many groups on social media. There are support groups in your communities, and they're all wonderful. And I would suggest that you ask yourself a few questions when you're in those groups. Do they foster the emotional downward spiral that you're in and they continue to keep spiraling or or keep circling around in that negative feeling? Or do they give you ideas and suggestions to help you move through that feeling that you're in and raise your vibration a little because a lot of support groups actually keep you in that negative feeling because it's all about victimhood and feel sorry for me and which sometimes that's good and and most of the times it's not you know it's holding compassion for people it's not about keeping you where you are and i hope that sounded you know, with compassion and not judgment. It's just more like, be aware which groups you participate in.
1: No, I I think that's absolutely right. And we can often find ourselves in a pattern, right? Without, because we're not being aware. And when we're not aware, we're wondering why life is going in a particular direction without taking the time to, it it isn't about judgment, it's just about paying attention and then making conscious choices about whether or not something's actually working, whether it's actually serving. And a few years back, I'll say this, I don't know that if I heard the Jim Brown quote before this happened or after, I'm I'm thinking it probably came after, but I was very consciously aware. And so about nine years ago or so, I started working out with other people. I joined a running group, it's a national organization called Black Girls Run. And the whole point was to help Black women in particular, but others to move from a place of living a sedentary life to living a more active life. And it centered around running, but other things. And up until then, I had been working out by myself. I would go to the gym and do whatever I was doing by myself. And joining the group shifted my whole mindset about working out and how beyond just doing it for health, how fun it can be, right? How being a part of a community and how it up-leveled what I was doing as it related to my health. And I started doing other activities that, you know, branching out and trying other things that I hadn't really done because I was constantly in the presence of these women that we were challenging each other. And I think that's the whole point of the quote. So whether it's your friend group, it's at work, it's in business, it just in your life in general, you know, having people who challenge you to be a better person, right? To tap into what it is you are looking to do. And when I think about not just the activities, but the friendship, the, the camaraderie that became a part of that and relationships that I still have to this day, that my life has changed, my lifestyle has changed because I the reason that I was there in the particular group that I was with revolved around my work and my work schedule, and I can do things in a different way now, but the relationships with those women continues, and we it's still built around health, right? Whereas my other friend groups revolved around eating and drinking. Right, you get together and you eat and drink. And we would, this group, every now and then we would get together and eat and drink. But what was the driving nature was about health. And so up until then, I would say that my health group certainly, what my five was me. <laughs> so it wasn't, it wasn't very elevated. And becoming a part of them changed all that. And so, and I, and I was, as you were talking, Kathleen, I was thinking about just sort of visualizing what that was and how I felt. And so we ran four or five days a week, 4.30 in the morning after we finished running. We, you know, cause everybody ran at different paces. We'd meet at the, at a particular spot when we were done to make sure everyone got back safely. The theme was no woman left behind. So we would make sure everyone got back to the spot safely before we went back to our cars and everybody went off to work. And as we were wrapping up, the laughter, right? So there's the dopamine and the endorphins that are flowing from the exercise. And then we're on the standing on the corner celebrating. It's dark outside. Sometimes it's raining and it's cold. And notwithstanding any of the environmental conditions, the fact that we were there for each other, you know, helping each other, growing each other, it, it was just, you know, I, I don't think I've ever felt anything like it. And I miss running with them on a regular basis. I still see them run with them occasionally, but I miss sort of that everyday just the joy that came from that every day. I would say now, one of, you know, and I've got a couple of different groups in different areas, but meeting with you guys when we meet every week to record this, it's some of the same thing. There's the laughter, there's the, you know, the camaraderie that's a part of this. And we're, we meet for a purpose and the, we connect in a way where we are constantly encouraging and supporting each other. And I think that becomes the thing. If you don't have a group of people, women, people, whether it's business related around health, whatever it is, right? Getting a group that you are a part of that may offset what's happening in the other people that are in your life that you're not necessarily going to get rid of, right? You're not going to not have your family, but that doesn't mean that your family is the sum total of the people that you surround yourself with. And so you can bring other people into your life that can help you in some of these other ways. And you also mentioned coaches, right? So coaches, I have, you know, part of mastermind groups. I feel like I start my week recording with, you know, the five of us start our week recording together. That sets the tone for my week. And then I have a mastermind group on Friday mornings, one that I lead and then one that I'm a part of. That helps me to end my week. So high vibration, I'm like, I'm there the whole time because what's happening in my life throughout the week is constantly keeping me in the place that I want to be. So Claudette, I know you've got groups that you're running, groups that you're a part of. How is this, the five working for you?
3: I got more than five. So I know Jim said there's five, (laughs) but just with us, there's five, right? So, you know, here's the biggest thing I discovered. I used to come at life from an angle of, well, I'll just go to whoever will accept me because I had a very low opinion of myself (laughs) and I just felt like people really wouldn't like me. So if they kind of were nice to me, I would just kind of go. And then I wasn't really myself because I didn't know who I was. You know, let's not be so critical with people when they're not authentic, because they probably don't know how to be right. They're probably afraid. And so I would blend in with these groups. And I realized, you know, and there's nothing against where other people are, but I'm just, I don't need to drink every single time we meet. I don't need to gossip. You know, this is another thing. I had a neighborhood group and it was nothing but gossip. And after my separation, that turned on me. And it was like, I knew it. It's like, you know, the truth guided me and said, in two years, you're not going to be part of this group. Your former husband will still kind of be part of it. And I was like, that's okay. It was almost like I had... I cared about the people, but it was, some of the conversations weren't productive, right? And as I started to expand and expand my, my worldly view, travel, get to know more people, I realized I have to design my life. And it's not just, I'm going to sit here and whoever <laughs> likes, like, you know, I'm sitting here and then it's just supposed to happen because it doesn't. This is like the waiting for the ship to come in syndrome, right? It's going to get better. Well, it ain't going to get better unless you change your vibe and do better, be better, right? And so, you know, I was sitting here in gratefulness when this topic was brought up and I was listening to you both and I'm like, I've got some great groups. I have my truth family. I've got you guys, of course. and. I've got a plat community I'm a part of. And then I do options trading and I'm with that group too. And I have been for years and just spent the weekend with my mentor on Saturday and Sunday for options. And that was a lovely experience with a friend of mine that had flown in from London. And then I have a Platt sorority group that I just spent time with in Oxnard, California. On this whole trip. I mean, I'm just sitting here. My girls, you know, my girls are just a big part of my life. My goddaughter and daughter and what I call my chosen family. You know, it's like those people. And here's the cool thing about it. If you can't stand up to me, don't be around my ass. If you see me doing something stupid, I need you to be able to tell me that's stupid. Stop. And you know what? That's okay. And then remind me, say, Claudette, is that part of truth? Like, this is what we need. Instead of, you know, somebody that we love, we see them spiraling down and we're afraid to say anything. And so in the past, I have said something in love and it wasn't received and we weren't friends anymore. I've lost friendships like this. But you know what? Were they friendships to begin with? Like, you know, to me, a really good friendship can withstand that storm. And you can come out of that with a conversation that has deepened the friendship. And so my top five are going to challenge me mentally, business. They're going to ask me, how's my schedule, scheduling going? That's a conversation I had yesterday. They're going to ask me what my... One, three, five, ten, and fifty year plan is they're gonna ask that was another conversation I had yesterday. They're going to ask me where I'm being challenged, right, and how you know what my thoughts are overcoming that, and then they're going to sit there and call me out if I'm being a dumbass, and I'm okay with that <laughs> because that's love, and so you know we we have somebody. I'm just going to say, criticism without heart is cruel, but criticism with love is a gift. And, you know, if that's the biggest thing, every group I'm in, they will call me out with love. And that, how are we going to get better? Sometimes we're in our own blind spot. And so I would rather be the most inexperienced person in the room and sit in awe as I hear ideas just exploding and expanding, then have my ego stroke because I'm the smartest person in the room. I started creating and designing my life really in 2017, and I haven't stopped. I mean, I would have told you I was designing my life before that. I don't, I kind of half-assed what was doing it. Not, not really. I thought I was. It's not until you're around people that think differently, that expand your mind, then you can expand, then you can start. And I started just being just a vivacious reader, right? And searching for, and here's the one thing I'll say before I finish this. (laughs) I'm like, the fear is going to pop up and try to get you to not expand or maybe not talk to that person or, and I can say this, I think everybody that has a business, I have failed, failed and failed again. And I just adjust and tweak, adjust and tweak, adjust and tweak, right? I visualize, I go into truth, I remove what I believe that is blocking me from expansion because This is something I believe at the death of my soul. God is in me. I will not fall. And those who are supposed to be in friendship with me, in resonance with me, will come into my life. Those who are not, they may leave, and I will bless them. And there's nothing wrong with them, and there's nothing wrong with me. And it's just what it is. But I am so grateful that I discovered that I could create this. You know, I can create it, and isn't that empowering? Right? It's Absolutely. beautiful.
1: Absolutely, I love it's like maybe it's not the the five people, but it's the five groups that you are a part of, right? That we, we can expand that to even more, and that it's not just about positive thinking. Right. Or that people have to be positive. Yes, there are, we need that high vibration, but we also need people that are going to call us on our BS, right? That they're going to hold us accountable, that they're going to challenge us to be better, to do what we say that we're going to do and to live our values and, and not just sort of say, oh, whatever, right? I'm just going to, They're just going to say, yes, Whitney, whatever, you're the best thing since sliced bread, which is true. But I recognize that they have to call me on my stuff. And again, in love, right? That it's done in love. And so reading is another thing. So while maybe not technically one of your five, whether it's five people, five groups, What you're reading, what you're putting into your mind, what you're absorbing, what you're watching on television or not listening to on podcasts, right? That becomes part of your metaphorical five as well, what what you're ingesting, because the bottom line is the life that you want to live by design. And so what are you bringing in? That's helping you to have that manifest itself, have, have it come out of you, right? That ultimately is what you then provide for someone else as part of their five, right? So it's not just about what you're getting in, but what you're getting in and then in turn putting out because you are Part of somebody's five as well.
2: That's actually what I was going to say, Whitney. I'm so glad you, because what Claudette was talking about. I mean, everything that's been talked about here was, oh my gosh, I I love this. But what I was going to say is, be the best that you can be within the the group of five that y- you are. You know th- that you're one of the five for someone else, and one of the things that. Popped up as as both of you were talking for me was be curious and compassionate. The first thing that we often do as humans is go to judgment. If you don't agree with someone's position, we tend to judge that. We tend to judge who they are or what what their position is, and instead of judging their position what I have attempted to do since 2017 as well, Claudette, what I've become aware of is that people's positions are based on their experiences in their life and their past experiences, past lives, their family, their environments that they have. It's not because they want to be jerks, because they don't agree with you. They want to be controversial. It's not because of that. It's because. They have a certain environment that they've known. And so instead of turning to judgment, one of the things I've done is like, well, that's interesting. Tell me more about that. Tell me where you're getting that. And then having a deeper dialogue of saying, well, that's an interesting perspective. I'll have to sit with that and learn a little bit more about that. Are you open to hearing my position or my thoughts? It's not even a position, it's just thoughts. And and then having that dialogue to go back and forth to be the best person you can be in any environment you're in. And what Whitney did say was, which I loved, was the five groups you're in versus the five people, because I love that. I have so many groups that I'm a part of that, really have helped elevate me as the being I am. And I said, I think that the, I don't think, where I'm, my feelings are, in order to be the best person I can be here on this earth, to have the biggest impact with the most amount of love and joy and and prosperity and connection is to be curious and to learn and to grow. Because our soul is here on this earth for the experiences and for growth, not for judgment. And every time that we start to judge someone, we're judging ourselves because we're all one. So being open and curious and being the best person you can be here on this earth is really the direction that I intend to be on a regular basis. Now, am I good at that all the time? No. (laughs) I mean, judgment sometimes pops up. And I let it roll, and then I say, okay, I'm off my soapbox. Now let's go. Let's figure out where we can go from here. So um, I love everything that's being talked about
1: today. So let me just ask this question, because both of you, all of us in reality, right, are, I think, pretty intentional with what it is we're doing, where it is we're going, understanding who it is we are and why we are here. Right. And and we all have a different purpose and and are moving towards it and have recognized that in our own strength, in our own power, you know, the person that we were at some point, we needed to do some things to help us to get to a place where we could really step into our purpose and our power. Right. And so I'm just curious, speaking of curiosity, if you would be willing to share as we start to wrap up, if there was a maybe a moment, maybe it was conscious, maybe it wasn't, that told you that you needed to do what you were doing differently in order to get the results that you want. And and I'm asking this so that our listeners could say, oh, I'm, I'm at that point, or I felt like I've needed to do something, but didn't quite know what it was. So what was it that made you say, oh, I've got to do this a little differently if I'm going to get where I want to go?
3: I can answer what happened for me. It was almost like I woke up, I think I had been drifting through life. I always had this thing like, someday it will be better. And that's the trick of the ego. The ego is a time traveler. <laughs> I think I did a podcast on that for myself. But it it will always put the reward or the manifestation out into the future. and keep, It's like a carrot on a stick. And you're just running towards something, but not actually doing anything to get there. And it was Wayne Dyer, The Power of Intention. That book awakened me to go, Oh, I have to do something. (laughs) I was like, Oh, you know, and I can remember that was, it was either late nineties or early two thousand. I'm not exactly sure when it happened, but I was like, Oh, I have to actually put things together because when I first started in my Well, one of my first businesses in real estate, I just ran some ads and was like, well, this should work. And that was like, like if you look at planning, that was about it. (laughs) And, And, um, I got to where I was okay. Right. And then I went, I can't grow this way. Like I've reached my capacity. Right. Like I'm tired. I'm working 15 hour days. And then I realized, oh, and and then I discovered that book and I read it and I was like, well, if you're going to have intention, you have to know what you're aiming for and you have to know kind of where you want to go. And a lot of people go, well, I don't know what I'm aiming for. What's the very next thing? It doesn't have to be the big ideal. It can be the very, if you could make your life better. What is one thing that you could do? And that's how it started with me. Because it's almost like at the time I had a lot of fear and I was afraid for the big vision, but I could do the little jump forward, right? And so I started having many intentions, you know, and, and doing that, but that's what happened. And then I started to look at the people around me because as your vibration shifts, the conversations don't thrill you like they used to, right? And I was sitting here going, damn, I'm surrounded by judgment. And I was intending to get out of judgment. I had started to understand, you reap what you sow, the law of cause and effect and the power of intention and all these things. And I was like, I don't know if I want to be around that. And when I would say something, just ever so slightly to disrupt the conversation, just to maybe awaken. Sometimes it was received. Sometimes it wasn't. You know, and and so for me, that's where I begin to get brave enough to start to grow regardless of whether I stayed in a friend group or not. And that was a big deal for me because I always wanted to blend and be accepted, right? We always our core want to belong to something or somebody like a group or something. And I begin to be brave enough to trust that even if, if this friend group ended, I would still belong to God, right? Truth. And then I would also belong where I am in resonance. And I trust that now if, If I'm not part of a group I used to be part of, there was something that wasn't in resonance. And it's not about I'm better or I'm at a higher vibration or any of that. That's also ego. Your ego is levitating with a turban at that point, thinking it's something. Universal spirit and truth, God loves everybody and is evolving everybody. But look at it this way. It's kind of like putting, if you had Legos... You were grouping them, putting them back. You know, you group them in colors, in in shape, right? Like you just do so that they can be put together in a beautiful masterpiece for the next intended thing. And that's kind of what universal spirit does. And so it's not like anybody's better or worse. It's just we're being grouped according to frequency and vibration because we work best when we're in resonance. And when we're not in resonance, there's disorder, disruption, disharmony. When we're in resonance, there's harmony and order. And that's what this is really about. And so who are the five or five groups, five people? Who are you surrounded with? And are they in resonance with your highest desire of where you want to go in your life?
2: Yeah, that's beautiful, Claudette. For me... My journey of growth, real growth, started, you know, in 2010 when Logan departed this earth. I realized at that moment, the way I was living life was not the way I was surviving. I wasn't living. I was surviving. And I was also seeking on the outside what the inside was really missing. And I see that today that my life that I was living prior to 2010 is that I was always seeking from someone else what I ultimately didn't believe in myself. And so my, my journey started in 2010 as I started to step into different healing with coaches and therapists and healers and what have you. In 2017, I made a a substantial shift and Made a decision to leave my job, leave my husband, leave my home state. You know, like I didn't leave until 2018, but 2017 is when I made the decision. But really, what started to shift my perspective and my awareness was I went to a one day, one day to greatness event in Boston with Jack Canfield. For those of you who don't know him, he's the author of Chicken Soup for the Souls. He does the success principles, and this one day to greatness is based off from the success principles. And as I was sitting there, what hit me was one of his teaching is you either react or respond to life. And how you react or respond to life is how your life is going to be. And I realized as he was teaching that in 2010, when I was laying on Logan's grave, that I that I started to respond to my life versus reacting. And it was his teachings that started to help me step fully into being curious and starting to believe in myself a little more, starting to shift the limiting perspectives that I had about myself and about my life and about the experience that I had with my son taking his life. It started to shift something inside me. And so it was 2018, really, at the beginning of 18, when I started to just really delve deeply into my personal growth, because it all started with me, not with someone else. And from 2018 until now, I have committed to diving deeply into my own personal growth and healing. And I love what it's done for me. And has it been easy? No, Uh uh-uh, no, not at all. There has been some major challenges along the way. And with that said, those challenges just opened me up more and more and more. And my heart feels more open than it's ever felt. And it's E plus R equals O. That's the formula. There's an event that occurs in your life, and it's your response or reaction that's going to create the outcome. It's going, going to create your life. The only ability that you have to change is how you respond or react. And that has sat deeply inside me and I've lived by it since.
1: You know, I, I will say we have similarities in our journeys. The details are different, but there's great similarity. I started from a place of sort of. Living my life in solitude, not really caring about having friends or groups or or anything, thinking that I could do everything that I needed to do that I could do by myself. But as a part of my journey, what I learned was that to actually step up and step into the fullness of who I am, who I'm meant to be, what I'm meant to do that that's not possible by myself. But the point that I think you just made, actually the point that both of you made that helps to tie this together is that it starts within, right? It starts with me. It starts with you. It starts with the decision to do it differently. And then Having the right people around you, the right sets of people with the right energy, the right vibrations, the right, the love and willingness to hold you accountable. Yes, they're positive, but they're real and authentic. All of these things that when you surround yourself with people like that, whether you are a loner or someone who's seeking approval from outside of yourself, that it takes all of these pieces together to help make the shift. And so wherever you find yourself in the journey today, I just want to encourage you to be curious about how tapping into other people in a way that helps you to be better, to move in the direction of your vision for your life will then allow you to live your purpose so that you can then impact someone else and be a part of their five as well. So with that, we want to thank you for joining us for This episode of Beyond Your Best Plan, if you have not already, please rate and review our show. Join us in our Facebook group and check out the Facebook page and the Instagram page as well. So until next time, remember that iron sharpens iron and you can fly with eagles or you can live with turkeys.
3: Why don't you share with us what you're up to?
1: I've got some information that I think that would be helpful. Just sharing the experiences and the journeys that I've been on. You know, my thing is about helping people love the work they do and do the work they love. I have an ebook that is titled Love Your Work that I would love to offer anyone who's interested, who's challenged in that area or wants to step up and love the work that they're doing just a little bit more. You can get that off my website, shiftingintoaction.now.site, shiftingintoaction.now.site ebook, Love Your Work. There are a couple of others there. The three that are there in total are there to help you to live well and healthy, to work in your best place. The other two are the magic of no and the importance of saying no to good things so that you can say yes to the great things and vision of wellness, uh, just to help you put some some thought around how you want to live a healthy and well life so thank you Claudette for bringing that up and again I invite you to go to shiftingintoaction.now.site to get your copy of any or all of those ebooks so until next time take care
0: The Fab Five thanks you for joining us today as we assist you in moving beyond your best plans. We just ask that this week you find one way to step into your authentic self. Listen, review, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can find us at beyondyourbestplan.com. See you on the other side of your best plan.